0: Oh, I love that. We've talked about that before. How awesome it would be to to host someone for a spring game or some type of scrimmage or something. Uh, even if you do something that's not open to fans, right? If you sure. if you just host a team for a a Saturday scrimmage and, and do it in your indoor, be a missed opportunity
1: like though to not open it up to the fans. No, and I agree. Um, well, I think, I, think be-
0: I think the biggest problem is there. Worried about stuff getting out. Well, right?
1: I, yeah, I, I think Beamer said, you know, just do it against the one, you know, I, I still say one AA, real, I mean, yeah. FCS, whatever they are now. Um, yeah, just do it like an opponent like that. I mean, God, Teddy, even if it was UCO that were to come here on a uh, spring weekend or a training camp weekend, I, I mean, that would be, be at least something. Yeah. Be at least something.
0: Yeah, you, you'd like to get some work in. It would be awesome if you could do it against... Like, for instance and I know this would never happen but I'm just saying like Oklahoma State doesn't do much of a spring game right they just kind of have a practice and and open the gates and if people want to come in and watch they can but it's nothing real different than any of their other practices if 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 you have someone close that doesn't that doesn't really buy into the spring game thing, but they would be down for a scrimmage for your spring game. That would be awesome. I just I don't know. I like that Shane Beamer is willing to say that because I don't know how many other coaches out there are willing to say that. I don't, I don't know what they're scared of, but I don't know well, why they it, why it, they shy away from that.
1: And that's just one of the things about the sport that does annoy me. Is well, I don't I don't know. I don't know if we can set some sort of a small scrimmage against Sam Houston State, Teddy, because what if someone gets a hold of that film and, like, they're really going to know? Like, you just run basic stuff, man. Like, it happens it's in the like NFL in all the time. Right. Like, the NFL, does. they have preseason games. They have joint practices. The NFL, they're not overly concerned about someone seeing film on them. It's just like, God, we got to get over that, man. Right. Got to get over that. Um, off topic a little bit, but I read a story today that Brian Kelly is really working towards building a walk-on program at at a, at a, uh, LSU, and I think that that's very smart. I feel like we've talked about it before, but it sounds like Brett Vittables has the the same ideas or the same plans to
0: really bolster the walk-on program. That's no here, doubt, right? There's no doubt about that. I and we've talked about this whenever you. Whenever you bring in good walk-ons that can play, and they don't even have to, they don't have to turn into starters. Now, oftentimes that does happen, and those guys end up getting scholarships and end up being uh, guys that play a pivotal role. But the more guys that you can bring in that are local, that have to work really hard to be there, and you know aren't afforded some of the, the I I don't know. It's when you're a walk-on, there's something hanging over your head where it's like, I can't get in trouble. I can't miss a class. Totally. I can't be late. If if that happens, I'm out of here. And whenever that – the more guys you have like that on your team, that feeling ends up being the majority feeling of the locker room. And I just – I like that feeling. I like having more – good guys, more guys that feel like the program means something to them. And they're not just going to transfer out because someone offers more money. It means something to be a part of that program. And if you can grow that, I think good things happen.
1: Oh, you have had some pretty good walk-ons. So I uh, ranked the top five. Uh, This is going back to the Stoops era. So if there's some 80s guys, 70s guys that I that I forgot to mention, uh, hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Honorable mention, Dom Whaley, who had a, yep. a, a nice year in 2011. Aaron Ripkowski, who was the feature back for the Green Bay Packers huh. in the NFC Championship game one year and a heck of a fullback for OU. Nick Basquin, who was seemingly uh, – you could count on him – for uh, for a third down his right. last two years at OU uh, Trent Rattery Was a nice player And Bubba Burcham Was a, was a really good player for OU The top five goes uh, As such I have Drake Stoops at number five Yeah I have Mark Bradley at number four Yeah I have Roger Steffen Linebacker 2000 National Championship team at number three Okay. I got your boy Corey Heineke mm-hmm. at number two took a uh, or had a touchdown against Air Force back in 01 and of course no no number one the one name on this list that you cannot argue with Baker mayfield is it number one the best walk on in program history ever do we count does Baker yes really he counts, counts as a walk on yes he won the award uh, for best walk on in college football like two years. Walk-on, former walk-on. I know he ended up getting a scholarship pretty quickly, but technically he arrived on campus as a walk-on.
0: Pretty quickly, like within three days? How long did it take him to get a scholarship? I don't even know if
1: it took him. I bet It feels like in the rec league that he was playing in. They're like, right. yeah, we'll, we'll get you a scully there. They're six.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Disagree with any of those? Would you flip-flop Corey Heineke and Roger Steffen? Would you move... Mark Bradley up a little bit higher? I, I know I you think, played with all three of those dudes.
0: I think I would probably move Mark Bradley up to number two. And the only reason is, and I may even move Drake Stoops up to number uh, four. I think I would probably have it Baker, Bradley, um, Heineke, Stoops, Stefan. Why?
1: Why Mark Bradley at number two?
0: Because he ended up being a uh, he wasn't just a like a a positional wide receiver. He was the star wide receiver, return guy. Um, did a lot of really good things. He was the star wide receiver one well, year. He yeah, because was... they
1: still had Mark Clayton and Brandon Jones most of his most of his career. And when 04 his last year? Was it? I feel like 04 was his was his last season.
0: Yeah, you may be right. I uh, mean, he
1: was good. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but uh he had a great career. It's just they also had, which is crazy to think about now, Mark Clayton and Brandon Jones in the yeah. same wide receiver core. I mean, that is a nasty, nasty trio of wide receivers.
0: That's wild. Yeah, maybe I've got him elevated too high. Um I'm not sure, but he was dominant. He was an unbelievable athlete. Unbelievable he athlete. He had uh um, yeah, he was third. I, I think
1: the most well known catch that he probably had was in the oh four Bedlam game in Stillwater. He was running across the middle, uh Jay White threw him the ball. I think he like tipped it with his left hand, and it looked like he dropped it, but he ran under the tip and scored a touchdown, and that's the famous call from Tom Dorado. He caught his own. And scored a touchdown.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love that call. We play it every now and then. Um, man, oh four, you had oh what a receiving core. Mark Clayton, Travis Wilson, Mark Bradley, Brandon Jones, Will Peoples. Jeez, <laughs> and and Travis
1: Wilson is maybe a forgotten name, but he had a pretty good 2005 ended up being a draft pick in the NFL Played. I mean he's he's a good player man
0: uh yeah if if you want a if you want a uh a a question that people can't answer a trivia question who led uh, the team in receiving touchdowns in 2004 that would be Travis Wilson Travis
1: Wilson did in 04 yep. yeah I, I i wouldn't have
0: got 11 that one. touchdowns 11 touchdowns, 50 receptions, 660 yards, 11 touchdowns. Mark Clayton had eight touchdowns. Mark Bradley had seven. And Brandon Jones, uh, he just had three three touchdowns that year. But
1: Text line says, Mark Bradley was better than all of them, IMO, way faster.
0: He was good. He, I'm telling you, he was an awesome athlete. He played – he always played – the dual-threat quarterback, whenever we played a dual-threat quarterback in, in that week, he would come over there and just give us hell on the scout team quarterback. Was he
1: a former quarterback? He was at Pine Bluff before that. I think Did he, he play played PQB quarterback Quby in there? high school. Yeah.
0: I think he played quarterback in high school. And he may not have even played quarterback in high school. They may have just said, put that dude at quarterback and let him run around and make plays.
1: Text line, was Kyler not a walk-on? No, no. Kyler was like thought of as the best Texas high school player ever. He had a scholarship to A&M, he had a scholarship to wherever. He was a transfer obviously, but not a not a walk on. No.
0: Um I would watch out for uh for the Gavin Freeman kid currently out
1: of uh where's Heritage Hall? Is that yeah, where he's buddy. Well, he was a 3-star player committed to Tech and then I I do have a feeling because out of the top 5 there, there's three Stoops era guys. There's Corey Heineke, there's Roger Steffen, and there's uh Mark Bradley. That that era, for whatever well, reason,
0: had some good walk-on players. Bubba Burcham, also throw him in there. But honestly, what, don't you have to call Baker Mayfield the Stoops era because he walked on with Stoops? Well, I there. just
1: meant that particular Stoops era gotcha. in the early 2000s. I I'm hoping and I'm thinking that maybe OU can put out like that type of walk-on performance with as much as they're you know paying attention to it, right? Emphasizing it.
0: Yep, yep. Could could be. But yeah, there's been some big-time impact players for sure.
1: Uh, if Leach hadn't left after the 1999 season, Wes Welker would have walked on. Is that accurate? I, is
0: that true? Uh, I I'm not sure. I, I know that. I know that there was. Uh, it's so hard because it was so long ago, and. I I wasn't ever watching the news or listening to the radio at the time but I know there that was a big deal that he didn't that OU did not offer him and Tech did and he went to Tech. I think a lot of people cuz he was the most outstanding player in Oklahoma that year high school um so I know that that was a that was a big deal that they didn't offer him. I don't remember if it was Leach was the reason. I I, I don't I, that's a good question. I don't know. And I'll take their word for Derek
1: it. Derek Shepherd on the text line. I didn't know that Derek Shepherd was a walk on, but didn't yeah. Either. He he was a great, great player at OU. Uh Roger Steffen, El Reno High School. Yes, that is true. Were either of the Lasher brothers a walk on? That I don't know. Um if old Tim Lasher arrived as a walk on, surely, 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 surely that uh soon after he was awarded a scholarship.
0: Yeah I I think a lot of kickers start as walk-ons, a lot of them. Uh, I don't, and I think once if you get the starting job, then
1: you get put on scholarship. Probably get put yeah. on
0: scolly, but yeah. Bob
1: huh. wanted to, but he didn't have a scholarship available for Wes Welker. Okay,
0: is that that can't
1: be true? I, I, I've heard the story a hundred times, but for whatever reason. It just totally escapes my mind because, well, he didn't go to OU. He went off to Texas Tech and became a great player for the Patriots and the Broncos in the NFL, and the rest is history. Right. And OU did just fine during that era without Wes Welker. So it's not one of those everyone ones worked, where I sit around and say, everyone. God, yeah, exactly. It's not a total, like a huge what if. Could this have turned the tide of Oklahoma football if Wes Welker arrives at OU? OU was, OU was just fine.
0: Yep. Uh, he was a stud, though. He, he was a really, really good player.
1: Tim Lasher and Derek Shepard walked on together. That's on the text line. Wow.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, absolutely true on the didn't have a scholarship available. Well, that's whenever you kick someone off the team, right? Yeah. Isn't wh- that what you do when you don't have a scholarship available? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Let's you, see. Give me the class list. Who missed class this
1: week? Yeah, you start putting guys in uh, interesting situations, <laughs> and if they react the wrong way, you kick them off. Was Garrett Hartley a walk-on? Well, that's the same thing with kickers, I'm sure, at, at some point.
0: Yeah, he may. Have, well, you know what? I don't think he was a walk-on. I remember, because what was it? Was his first year, '04? 4 Um, maybe he,
1: he was, was he pretty high, highly thought of kicker coming out of high school? Yes. Out of South Lake, I think.
0: I remember, I can't remember if I was in the NFL or what I was doing, but I was at OU and Garrett Hartley was there kicking. And Coach Stoops was just sitting in the indoor field, sitting on the turf, watching him kick. Wow, it must have been special. And he was kicking like he was hitting stuff from all over the place. And he
1: wasn't heckling him or anything.
0: No, nope. no. Nope. And I, I remember just sitting there like, "What the heck was that?" And, I, and someone told me that it was some big time, some big time kicker in or and something. You,
1: and you said, "Oh, who cares about that?"
0: Oh, god, kickers. No, no. They, um, I, yeah. I don't know if he was a walk on or. If you if you just give them like a preferred walk-on spot and they earn the, like with the understanding, if you get the job, you'll get a scholarship. I don't know how that works. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next.
1: It is the rush on the ref, Cavens Construction. Bring you hour number two of The Rush. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff at fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give them a call today, OKC, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. You can even call today and get a free inspection from Cavens Construction. Check them out today. Um, I am equal parts surprised and impressed, at least I would have been in January, if you would have told me only three players tr- uh, entered in the transfer portal from OU, and all three of those guys, for the most part, Teddy, were going to be depth guys at best. But as we sit today past the deadline, I made the joke in January that we should keep an electronic sign in studio for all the guys that um, that Schmitty runs off, but no, they are completely intact as a... As a football team getting ready to go into the summer.
0: Yeah, now we've had, as everyone says, like the big um, you know, the national riders out there, an Exodus from Oklahoma, right? Well, yeah, we lost a lot of big name players. Stogner, Rattler, Hazelwood, Mario Williams, Caleb Williams. Um, you know, we lost a lot of players, but the majority of what we lost was all pre Brent Venables, right? Since he's shown up and people had a chance to see what the program is about, we only had 3 guys go and it sounds to me like I guess I I haven't heard much about the Cody Jackson situation, but the other guys I it seems like it was like a amicable situation going yeah. on there and yeah. a lot of respect going both ways. And that stuff is going to happen. I think it says a lot that we didn't see a large group of players reject the uh, increased amount of discipline and accountability that has been thrown at these guys. We've heard the quote from Venables. Um, These guys have have had uh, more accountability and discipline thrown at them probably ever than ever in their lives. And no one's bailing. Everyone's right there willing and ready for it. So, I, I think it's a, I think you have to view it as a really big positive.
1: I do too. And there's no one that you heard like no scuttlebutt out there of well this guy's a key player and he's like teetering on the thought of entering into the portal. There there was at least what I heard there was there was none of that man. Right. So I think he's a straight shooter. Venable's. You think he's a straight shooter as well. I don't think that he's really into coach speak and lying. So does this single does this single thing though confirm of what he's been saying all along? He says the buy-in has been extraordinary. Um, does this confirm just that that yeah, he's right, the buy-in has been awesome. If they only have, you know, three portal guys in and, and none of those guys were probably gonna get to play anyway? Kind of seems that
0: way to me. Seems that way to me. Um, you know, we had by far the most physical spring that I've seen them have around here. For a long time, we've uh, cranked up the amplitude in the strength and conditioning program. We've cranked up the amplitude for accountability whenever it comes to class, um, meetings, being late, being held accountable. So the fact that everyone is not just willing to stay sounds to me like everyone's excited to stay. I think that. I think that should uh, make everyone feel pretty good about the situation.
1: If you have a group of guys that are excited to stay and excited about the future, I mean, your production throughout spring is going to be a lot better. I would say, your production throughout the summer, I think, has a chance to be fantastic. And what you get accomplished during training camp you know instead of dreading it like you you have a chance to really grow as a team by the time that september
0: rolls around no doubt about and, it
1: and i know that everyone has their you know preconceived thoughts about what ou's going to be but i i, I just i feel strongly about this i think there's a real chance that definitely nationally but even locally this turn this team turns out to be better than we even think it's going to be i'm not saying national championship caliber but i think that there, when the season rolls around we have a chance of saying like dang i I thought they would get better defensively in time. I didn't expect in the show you know this much improvement this early on. I think there's a real chance that could happen
0: yeah i I think so they They're headed in a really good direction that's that's the one thing that you have to um you have to agree on is is everything seems to be clicking along now, hey, things pop up, guys make mistakes um you know stuff happens. And I'm sure we're going to see some different things unfold during Venable's tenure. That, that stuff happens. But I think right now you have to feel really comfortable with where that football team's head is at. And they're working. They're grinding. It's, I, I think it's going to be a really productive summer for them. So who knows? We'll see how good this team can get.
1: Yeah, I, I am interested to see now who they're going to add via the portal, how many guys they're going to add via the portal. Um, I mean, I think they're going to be looking at the best players that are there, but I, I'm sure that there's some sort of a process that they go through, right? I mean, just just kind of checking the background there a little bit. I don't think every school does that, but I, I think you have to be a, a certain type of dude for OU to really pursue you in the uh, in the transfer portal, and you got to be careful going after kids in the portal nowadays, especially when you have your – I don't know if it's exactly the way that he wants it. I'm, I'm sure it can always be better. But if you're feeling pretty good about where you're at as a program going into post-spring, yeah, I don't think you ever want to risk it for one or two guys in the portal. So there will be a scenario there where they you know, make sure a lot of guys are kind of up to what they have going on here.
0: Yeah, i I don't know, man. I'm really interested to see – See what happens in the transfer portal. There's going to be a lot of guys that I'm assuming are going to be offered some some decent, you know, nil type of money to show up and and go play at, at some places. But I wonder if the message that that Venables has has been able to uh, put out there is going to come across and convince some guys to maybe. Maybe turn down a little bit more money to come play for Venables and that crew. We'll Well, see. Well, this
1: text says this talk about BV and OU is just a reminder that there are still plenty of talented players out there that value discipline and culture over chasing a bag of cash. That is a good point. That's an interesting point. We tend to, I think, lump all these college kids in just to one type of 18-, 19-year-old guy, right, is, well – every college football player is interested in where they can make the most money, you know, where they can get all this. I don't think that that's true for every single kid. I think that there are definitely kids out there like that, that may be the represent the majority, but I still think that there are kids out there, some really good football players that value maybe the discipline over the short-term cash.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that I don't want to paint guys that take nil deals in a bad light because I don't. I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I think there's there's plenty of good guys and good players that that are um, are going to get offers and they're going to accept offers. And I, I don't think that that is that I don't think that has to be a bad thing. I think that that can that can be a good thing. But there are going to be guys that it's going to hide some of the character details that you can kind of find out about a guy whenever the recruiting and everything is on the up and up, right? Whenever you know, you're going to get challenged when you know, it's going to be tough when you know, it's going to be detailed. um, You know, when, when you know that the culture is going to be hard and it's going to bring the most out of you and you make that decision to go there, those are the guys you want. You're not sure whenever there's a bunch of money involved why they're coming and what kind of guy they are and what they expect and what they want like how they want to work. So I think it's gonna muddy that that personality thing up a little bit. Um I don't know. It's interesting and I and I think that because it's all done on the up and up, you're gonna see way more people cause used to it was we all know that stuff like this went on, right? But it was you used to it was on the on the on the down low, the player, maybe a coach or a parent knew about what was going on out there, but now that it's out in the open, man, these guys are going to be talking about the offers they're getting all over the place oh, yeah. and everyone's going to be throwing advice to them about what they should do and where they should go and what money they should take.
1: Uh, One more text. Hopefully they value the DEVELOPMENT, DEVELOPMENT in all caps. That's how I have to read it, uh, for the NFL over cash. Long term
0: over short term. That's what the – that's what the kid at Pitt, the receiver values. We saw the release. He values the same exact thing as Caleb Williams does.
1: I actually think that he might be making a good long-term move. If they're buying him a house in California, <laughs> that is a pretty good long-term move. If you could just flip that house right back and sell it to someone,
0: yeah, that's wild.
1: I wonder. Surely it's just they're just renting it for him for a year. Surely.
0: I'm I'm going. To, I'm interested to see how the tax situation goes for all of this this isn't like a uh this isn't like a w-2 right where everything is is already taken out right it's already already been pulled out and you know for the most part a lot of it's a lot of it's done and you've got to settle the bill at the end of the year to make sure everything's on the up and up this is getting handed all kinds of cash and perks, and uh, you've got to do that on your own. I have and, no
1: idea about that.
0: And you better have you better have some free cash available to pay up that that bill at the end of the year. I I think that that end of things is. I mean that's a that's a big deal. Yep. I don't know. I I'm I'm fascinated with where where it's going to go, which. Let me just clarify. I hate where it's going. And I don't hate it because I don't think college kids should be able to get in on the action. That's not That's not it. I just think there should be some type of order to what happens and not just piles of cash thrown around to the country trying to entice anyone and everyone to come to your school. So, there you go. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned.
1: It is The Rush live on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sitter fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is.
0: First, quick shout-out to our buddies at Rooftech. It's storm season. If you get any damage, have any roof leaks, give the guys at Roof Tech a call. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the bu- uh, business over there and does an excellent job. Um, we always do this when it comes to sports memorabilia, but Do you know who Diego Maradona is? I didn't uh, – well, I did
1: before today. um, But if you would have just asked me randomly, I don't know if I would have. But I do know that he is a uh, soccer player. Yeah, a lot of
0: people believe that uh, he's the best of all time. uh, Argentina. And he has a game-worn jersey, the hand of God jersey, whenever he got away with a a handball, I believe, in the World Cup, scored the game-winning goal – That jersey sold for $9.28 million. No, thank you. Wow. Unbelievable uh, that it went for that much money. Thought that was pretty crazy. And uh, did you see the guy tackle Dave Chappelle on stage? Yeah,
1: I did. Isn't that wild? Um, Crazy. We watched his special about three or four weeks ago and it was highly controversial you know mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if this was just bound to happen with his unpopular takes about things but yeah man he's seemingly been through it for the past few years
0: well a kudos to the security team because they tuned that dude up did you see the video of his arm broken oh, yes. backwards crazy um, that that was uh, that was pretty wild. That's all I've got today.
1: All right, I've got a few here. First off, uh, Bobby Witt Jr., who yeah. Um, yeah, you've heard of him. He's I think he was committed to to OU. Right, ends Correct. up signing, going to the draft, going to the Kansas City Royals. Well, this is his first year on the show, his first year in Kansas City, and last night he hit his first major league home run, and it was even at home at Kauffman Stadium against the hated St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. The only problem is he hit a home run out to uh, left field, and the ball bounced back into play, and Harrison Bader, one of the outfielders for the St. Louis Cardinals, tossed it into the fountains at Kauffman Stadium. So there is a rivalry, a heated rivalry between the Royals and Cardinals, I don't know if it's been found out yet if it was just an honest mistake and he had no idea or he was taking the rookie's biggest moment away from him and just chunking the ball in the fountains.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. Um did he get pelted the I mean don't you have to back up your uh, your star yes, rookie? Yes, you to throw
1: nachos at that guy. Let's
0: go. And beers. That's right. Uh, I was talking about the pitcher with his next at bat.
1: Oh, I'm talking about the fans <laughs> in left field. they got a
0: job to play, too. Yeah. I was like, is throwing nachos at a guy, is that baseball code for throwing at a, at a hitter if you're a pitcher? I like it if it this is.
1: This is a pretty long thread. I don't know if I'm going to get to all of these, but uh, the OU uh, Twitter account today put out new enhancements for OU football season ticket holders beginning this summer. So, okay. Online seat selection for the Red River Showdown. So, season ticket holders who get access to OU Texas tickets, I'm I'm sure that they do it by priority. You know, the the fans out there with the most points. Right. Sounds like they're going to get priority and to huh. select online where they get to sit in the Cotton Bowl. That's how, that's
0: pretty cool. How has it all is always just been random?
1: I, I mean, I, I think that the highest donors and the people at the highest level priority points get the best seats. I'm yeah. guessing. I'm not in that club, Teddy, so I don't exactly know. Gotcha. But I, I'm guessing now that they get to you know pick which side that they're on and everything, which is, which is pretty cool. Nice. Online parking selection for home games, um, online sale for away games and additional home games. Uh, beginning in July, fans with tickets to the OU Texas game, will now uh, choose their seats with an online process. I read that one. Um, parking is online now read that one as well. so there is some um, there's some added benefits to being a season ticket holder especially if you have a lot of those priority points. Wow. you will uh, mid-May you will get an opportunity to upgrade your seat um, and then I guess in July is when some people will get to select their seat to the Red River showdown.
0: Wow, how about that? You like it? Yeah, I think that's cool. Very well done. Um, Yeah, I think being able to select your seat for OU Texas is... That's going to be cool. I feel like it's going to be a mad dash and crash the system. Well... Not everyone
1: gets to log on at the same time. I'm sure that they kind of stagger it to where you get assigned a time to where you get to go on, and it's staggered throughout, you know. All the good seats already been taken. I will uh, not be asked uh, or invited to pick my own seat. I'll just be (laughs) lucky to be in the stadium. Yeah, You're going to log
0: on, and there's going to be – there's going to be eight tickets to choose from, and they're all the top row in the upper deck.
1: Hey, top row, upper deck, in the end zone. Good thing about the Cotton Bowl is there's not a bad seat in that place. That's right. That's right. Um, for the most part, there's not a bad seat in that place. Why is Ryan Tannehill getting killed right now
0: by oh, everyone? Oh, I don't know. I think
1: it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, what did he say? That he's going to be nice it's not to his the job quarterback to mentor. that they just drafted, but it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis, the rookie quarterback out of Liberty, and he's exactly right. I mean, he's there to win a job. He's there to win a lot of games. He said that he's going to be nice to Malik Willis, but that's not his job. That's the quarterback coach's job, the offensive coordinator's job, to groom the rookie quarterback, not the starting cue.
0: Exactly Mm -hmm. right, and it's one of those those situations where it doesn't matter what he says, it's going to be taken the wrong way. If he if he does say, "Yeah, I'm going to do my best to make sure he's the best player he can be." It's like, well, "Okay, well why are we paying this guy all of this money if if all he, if he doesn't even want the starting job?" There's no good answer to that. He just sh- should have said, "I right, give him what they want. He should have said, "Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's a better player than I am by the end of the season." Just just to get people to shut up.
1: Uh, we all remember Brew McCoy, who, yeah. what did he go? Did he go Texas, USC, Texas, Texas, or USC, Texas, USC? I can't remember.
0: I think it was USC, Texas, USC. USC,
1: yeah. Well, he uh, entered into the transfer portal recently. Uh, Tennessee is his fourth school now, so we'll see if it works out with uh, Josh Heupel in the Vols out there in the SEC.
0: Has he played it down
1: yet? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, which normally means no. Wow.
0: Yeah. That is, hmm. you could see it coming, but it's frustrating and ultimately sad to see that type of talent. I I don't know what the catalyst is there. I don't know what the problem is, but hopefully he gets it together and gets to a place where he can just focus on football.
1: Last one I have, Mario Cristobal, new head coach at Miami. He's getting paid down in South Beach. Uh, it has been found that he bought a 7.9 million dollar mansion in Miami. So probably just a modest starter home, two bed, two bath. That's what 7.9 will get you in Miami.
0: Discount over the uh, 17 million that Lincoln Riley spent on his home, right? I think there's this new thing of showing off how m- like your coach's house, yeah, as like a recruiting flex or something. It's weird. I don't know. It's it's kind of the first time I've seen some of this stuff done. It's usually pretty low-key on on where coaches and stuff live. But uh, here we go. go.
1: Jay in Tulsa says, I'm a Cards fan, and trust me, the Royals are light years apart from heated rivals. Woo. There's those uh, uppity Cardinal fans. No, I'll tell that you that Back at it again.
0: Cardinals will tell you that they have by far the best fan base in, in baseball.
1: Yeah, nobody else will, but the Cardinals fans will, will tell <laughs> you. <laughs> All
0: right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. Cavins Construction bringing you hour number
1: two of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman, live on the ref for the home fans. Remember, Kavins, with Cavins, nothing is impossible. Water, fire, mold damage, if you have either of the three, Cavins can help you out with that. Give them a call. Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line before I play a clip about uh, maybe a trending team towards the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. Okay, I like even, this. If we even call it a sweepstakes with Baker Mayfield at this point. Man, Mario Cristobal needs to ask for more money if he can only afford a $7 million house and Muleshoe bought all of West L.A.
0: Mm, yeah, it, whenever it comes to the measuring contest of how much can you uh, waste on a home, Lincoln Riley wins out big time.
1: Maradona jersey is weak as hell. There's a Teddy Lehman jersey on eBay for
0: four hundred and fifty dollars or best offer. I think, what? I think I think you'll get it for seventy five bucks if it's best offer. I four
1: hundred and fifty. Dang. Does it come with something else? Four fifty. Like what? The helmet? <laughs> something? I don't what know. What are you
0: alluding to? <laughs> I don't All right. Know.
1: I think Dave Chappelle takes are popular, just not popular among woke people. Uh
0: yeah, his his comedy routine was controversial. I I think it's controversial for what is thrown at us to to be considered like the mainstream right. takes yes. on stuff, but I don't know that there's a very, I think, silent majority out there on some of these things that he's talking about that all kind of think the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. Um, but it's a different type of comedy than what else is being thrown out there right now. No doubt about that. Yeah. Hey, here's, sure. uh, here's Daniel Jeremiah on maybe a trending spot for Old Bake. Like it, love it, or hate it?
0: I, I I don't mind it, but do me a favor and play that again. And at the beginning, picture it as Baker Mayfield himself talking. T- Does he sound like Baker to you? That part did, when he says Giants. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Right. So I was like, hang on a second. is Is this Baker doing an interview somewhere? Yeah, that that was that was pretty fun. I wouldn't
1: put it past the guy, by the way, it's <laughs> right. to pose Daniel Jeremiah. Say him going to the Giants. Yeah, uh, just so we could throw it old Shep again.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is Sean McVay. I'm hearing Baker Mayfield's gonna go to the LA Rams. They're wanting to sign him to a huge deal.
1: Is Tyrod gonna beat out Baker twice? That's all the text line.
0: Mm, perhaps. I don't know. Um, has
1: has Tyrod played for every team in the league by now? Like yes, Tyrod or whatever we're supposed to call him. I
0: think he has, and there's nothing wrong with being a journeyman. Get I mean, being a uh, a mercenary quarterback out there that can go in and start. And, and kind of bridge the gap until you get a franchise guy, he's making a ton of money doing that.
1: Should be a tour guide for the U.S. after no he gets doubt. done with his playing career. He knows everything about every single city by now.
0: Uh, he could be a great commissioner. He's going to know every single front office in the entire league. be great. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of The Rush is up next. Stay tuned.